everyone, welcome to Gold Sounds Podcast, episode four, with your hosts, Steph and Danny. Hey, everybody. We hope that you're surviving your quarantine and hopefully staying at home. Have you been enjoying your home time, Danny? I have not. I have and I haven't. It's a really weird. I, I thought being at home would be awesome, but I think I was having this conversation with a bunch of people, obviously, but like, I think what makes a big difference is you're not social. Like, I mean, we can do stuff like this where we're on camera, but it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I, I like not leaving my house to like go see people is very weird. Yeah, it's definitely bizarre, but hopefully you've taken time to reflect on your taste in music, you know? <laughs> what do you mean? My taste... <laughs> My taste is just getting better and better over time. Um, I have enjoyed uh, crashing your live sessions on your Beats by Danny page, though. Yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> it's pretty entertaining. People asked some good questions. That was actually pretty cool to see. We know that there's been quite a gap, but obviously the stuff has impacted our schedules, but we're excited to be back with a new episode. Um, Danny, why don't you kick us off with the normal routine? What was the first song you listened to today? First song I listened to today was Vangelis. And I'm pulling up the name of the song because it's from uh, Blade Runner, uh, the original movie soundtrack. Oh, it's just literally called Love Theme from Blade Runner by Vangelis. Have you ever seen that movie? I haven't. Isn't it after a Really? Book? Do you yeah. have Netflix? I do. Should you I watch, should watch it? it? Yeah, it's on there. It's like it's like a a classic. It's like a cult classic, really. But yeah, it's a book, right? Isn't it based on a novel? Uh, probably. Um, Ryan Gosling did the remake recently, like the twenty forty nine version. But uh, the first version is with Harrison Ford. Anyway, Vangelis is this really amazing, talented composer, um, and. Everyone has probably heard his music. They just don't know it's him. If you've ever watched like any comedy or sitcom or anything, they use his his soundtrack because he composed this this one piece called Chariots of Fire, where basically it's like a piano line, but it's like bum, 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 bum. like everyone knows this song. Like as soon as you look up Vangelis, you're gonna understand who I'm talking about and like listen to that song. But uh, yeah, this song love theme is really cool because it's like 80s synth music but it also has saxophone on it oh cool so it's it's really like out there for even for that time for having like 80s saxophone music going on but it's not cheesy in any way so it's kind of cool actually that sounds good i enjoy 80s music i feel like it's a very polarizing decade but some yeah. 80s music i find really catchy so maybe i'll like it what was your uh mine yeah it was this song called buttercup by jack stauber um i heard it yeah it was interesting i don't even know like how i came upon it and i didn't really listen to too much of his other music i listened to like two other songs and they were okay but this song i really enjoyed so he i would call the song like synth pop and it's kind of repetitive but also a bit addicting and really upbeat which i felt like just felt good for Sunday. But what stood out to me was that around the like minute 40, minute 50 mark, a clip comes on 
that sounds like a sample taken from like Sinatra or Bobby Darren maybe, but I didn't recognize the lyrics. Um, so I looked up the lyrics, like trying to figure out what sample, like where the sample was taken from. Um, and like the Google gods showed me that it's actually the same singer. So can you believe that? So you listen to it and you know how there's that part that I'm talking about where it becomes like very Sinatra-esque, like, and it sounds like a sample. That is the guy singing. And I was just so impressed by someone, he's like 23, having that kind of range. It was just really cool. Um, do you know which part I'm talking about? I like, don't, because do I didn't get that far. Because I, I was like, what is this? There was like no, okay. no bass in Well, it. there's a part of the song that it gets like, it sounds like a Sinatra sample, but it's him, which is totally different than the voice that he's using. So we'll add the song, like all the other songs to the playlist so you guys can see what I'm talking about. They're just like a really upbeat, chill song. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't have much to say about that one just because like, it. I don't know. It felt like something that I would see like in an indie movie or something I would hear in an indie movie. Yeah, I think that's, I don't even know if it, it wasn't that indie. It was like very poppy, like very synth pop, but not chill, like super fast. Um, but yeah, I dug it. Anyway, do you want to start with the lesser known or emerging person? Yeah. Um, so my emerging person is Junia T. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I discovered this. All right. So I'm a little bit confused on this artist. I'm going to admit. So they have less than 40,000 monthly followers. I'm not sure if Junior T is one person or a band or a group of people. The reason I don't know is because this album, Studio Monk, has like a lot of features or people on it. Um, but when you look at the profile, it's just one person. So I don't know if he's like more of a composer and like is bringing people together on the album or if he just, if Junior T is this like conglomerate of people <laughs> that all work together to come up with that, that style or that sound. But I thought it was cool because it's, so this, this, this group or this guy, Junior T is from Toronto and he's been on tour with like some of the biggest names from Toronto. So if you're familiar with Jesse Reyes or party next door who signed to drake like this guy opens up for for them but he sounds nothing like them so he doesn't sound i'm just gonna say it's he for now um he doesn't sound like you know like rap or he doesn't sound like r&b he's like a mix of both so, so if the i thought it was a female singing see that's the thing the, the i think it's a woman why are you assuming it's a man no the profile is definitely a man it is it? Yeah. I didn't look at the yeah. photo. Yeah. So I assumed so it was a woman and the name because it ended in A, I also assumed it was her, like yeah. whoever was singing. Yeah. So that's that's why I was saying I'm like really confused and I try to do some research on this guy. It it definitely is just like a guy because his prof the profile is just a guy. Essentially, like the song I really liked was Make It featuring FaZa. So FaZa oh. has a, a really good voice. Got um, it. Um, yes. So that's who yes. I thought was the like namesake of the group or yeah. person. Yeah. And if you check the songwriting credits on Spotify, it just says that he produced the track. I don't know. I was listening to the entire album and I realized like it sounded a lot. It reminded me of a lot of the style of like To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. So like that kind of style of music where it's like 
very lyrical and very soulful and there's a lot of live instrumentation um so yeah i thought it was like really really interesting um stumbling upon this person and yeah i i really dig like i call this type of music like black excellence music <laughs> and the reason i call it that is because it's not ignorant in any way like it actually like empowers black people instead of like telling them to pick up guns and go to the strip club it's actually like painting a good light on on the black community and inspiring you know like the complete opposite of what you would expect from from most rap nowadays so i thought that was re really refreshing being able to listen to something that is good musically and also good lyrically within the realm of like hip-hop so yeah i would recommend make it featuring faza and the name of the album is studio monk and they just released it on january 24th this year so less than forty thousand monthly listeners on spotify you could be the first one to really blow this artist up and share their music nice very cool Gold I'll sound. Listen to the... <laughs> are you gonna remix it again Gold sound. <laughs> i only listened to the one song you sent but i'm gonna listen to more because so are the other songs apart from the one that you mentioned with the featured singer are there lyrics and is it a man singing or is it just instrumental they're all they're all featuring artists so they all okay. feature oh, artists God. and what i'm realizing now looking at this is that he like i don't know his name's not on any of these so i'm assuming like he's producing all of them um, got it he's super talented though is i i think i think this music is is really good so cool i'll dig it a bit deeper Nice. That's pretty cool. That's like a legit lesser known artist. Um, so my pick for that was an old band uh, called Galaxy 500. So they're one of my favorite bands, I would say. Um, they all met in the Dalton School, which is like a private school in New York City. Um, and then they formed a bit the band later on when they were at Harvard. So they're an alt rock band that kind of sounds like if the Velvet Underground and television like had a love child that took on its own personality. So for me, it's just a sound that I really love that kind of like defines like, I guess what I liked when I was young, like in the 90s, that kind of awesome, like grungy ish alt rock sound. So they were only active from 1987 to 1991. But I think the albums they put out in that time were pretty damn good. So their song called Strange is probably one of my all-time favorite songs. And other songs I'd suggest to someone who wants to get a feel for them are Tugboat Captain and Flowers. And two of the members actually ended up getting married to each other, which is like a cool fun fact I like about the band because that seems like a really cool experience to like share with your partner. And you just heard a car go outside my window. <laughs> Because we're like recording from, we're virtually recording today, by the way. I don't know if we stated that. So like, I'm actually like chilling in my bedroom right now and Danny is in his studio. So apologies for like whatever Brooklyn street sounds. Anyway, yeah, Galaxy 500. If you like the Velvet Underground or television or that kind of sound, you'll really like them. Um... And Strange is, like, my favorite all-time song by them. Who's your older pick, Danny? My older pick was 
Bill Withers. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bill Withers. I actually listened to the album, like started listening to the album that you're going to talk about. And I forgot how good it is. And now I kind of want to buy it. Oh, good. It is so good. It is so good. <laughs> See, this quarantine reflection has really <laughs> improved your taste. What are you talking about? That w- that was my taste before quarantine. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. I literally, you know what's funny about this album is I literally listen to this album every month. Every month, at some point in the month, I am listening to you just as I am. Uh, it's so, just so uh, good. Yeah, so that's the name of the album by Bill Withers that I really like is Just As I Am. Released in 1971, you know, when he passed away, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people were saying like the writer of Lean On Me because that's what most people know him for. But this album- He passed away this weekend, by the way. Yeah. And a a lot of people know him for for that, but I I really feel like a lot more people know him for Ain't No Sunshine. Um, Yeah, that song's so good. Yeah. It's just like like anyone that's ever gone through a relationship can relate to that song in any stage or, or form. And the reason I really Will like you this sing it? Will you sing it since we can't we can't legally put in clips? No, I, I've been trying to practice this song on guitar, actually. This is how I'm trying to learn guitar, which is why I listen to it so so constantly. And the the whole thing about this album though is that every song is like really, really good. And I don't know how many people know this, but the label he was signed to, the the record uh producer or the record owner or the record label owner actually got Booker T to produce a lot of his songs oh so, wow i did not know that yeah so booker t jones produced like this entire album which i'm a big fan of booker t in general and i didn't realize that till years after having listened to this album that that was the case so just knowing that those two two of my favorite artists are have created like you know this amazing body of work I, I, like it's just an album i'm going to continue to listen to forever and then also side note on this album for those of you guys who are Dr. Dre fans, like I am, he sampled Grandma's Hands off this album for No Diggity. And I'm sure a lot of people probably know that song. Yeah, I, I just feel like this this album is really like relatable. Um, so the thing I really liked about Bill Withers uh, when I was like, you know, trying to understand his music was that he, so first of all, he didn't get signed till he was like 33. So anyone that's going through like a midlife crisis thinking, they're too old to do what they want to do with their life. Like this guy was working like everyday, normal, you know, blue collar jobs and had this crazy ability to, to sing and be relatable and write music. And he didn't actually break through until he was like in his thirties and moved to Los Angeles to, to be discovered. Yeah. I just feel like no matter who you are, you can understand his lyrics. Even just reading off the titles, like grandma's hands, like, you know, everyone has a grandma, right? Like, Everyone can relate to what it is to <laughs> to like to like have a grandma. Has a grandma. But but think about it. Like, how many people make songs about their grandmas? Like, I I've never heard a current contemporary artist say like, "Oh, I love my grandma." You know what I mean? Like, and I, everyone and, loves grandma. And it's just simple things like that that make him a genius to me. Um, and so Bill Withers, R.I.P. Like, we lost we lost a legend. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Very poetic lyricist as well, even in the title, as you just noted. That's a great album. Um, everyone should definitely listen to it. Just like through from the beginning to end, no shuffling or anything. My old school pick, kind of in a similar-ish 
like it's I guess they're all old school so I guess they're all kind of similar so I chose an album as well um it's called actually I forget the exact name it's like it's Louis Armstrong and uh Oscar Peterson okay it's called Louis Armstrong meets Oscar Peterson not very creative but it makes sense um and I actually just start like was list I've listened to it before but I've been listening to it a lot recently I feel like I don't know if you're experiencing this but I think that like when I'm inside more and I just have like more kind of downtime than usual I tend to get like exhausted by lyrically heavy or like modern music all the time so I've been listening to like a lot of jazz and a lot of old school stuff and this is one of the albums that I just find like really comforting um so it's a Louis Armstrong who you know everyone knows Louis Armstrong collaboration with Oscar Peterson so if you don't know Oscar Peterson he's like one of the most prolific jazz pianists um his career spanned like six decades uh he's won eight Grammys or he won eight Grammys during his career he toured with like some of my favorite jazz artists like Dizzy Gillespie, Lester Young, Benny Carter, among like many, many others. And he's actually Canadian, which I didn't realize until recently. I always thought he was American. So that's kind of a fun fact. And I just really enjoy his solo albums. Like for anybody who just likes piano jazz, I would definitely recommend looking into Oscar Peterson's solo albums. I prefer some over others, but like I think it's just kind of personal preference. They're all really good, I would say. So this album specifically has a lot of old school love songs, like that old feeling, let's fall in love, uh, and a lot more. So it's just like a cool feel good album, even though some of the love songs are happy, some of them are sad, but they're all songs that you've probably heard. And it's just like great to put on, especially while cooking. Like I feel like when I cook, and I've been cooking a lot more lately, I really like having this album on the back. And they're just like a great combo. Like, I think Louis Armstrong's, like, very distinct, scratchy voice just goes really well over, like, a good piano piece. Can you sing like Louis Armstrong? Uh, if I have bronchitis, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if I get COVID, maybe. Do you ever just, like, bust out singing while you're cooking? Bust out singing while what? While you're cooking? Do you, do you bust out bust I out definitely, singing like, sing along, for sure. I'm not going to lie. Like, that old feeling, I for sure sing along to that entire song. <laughs> But not in the Louis Armstrong voice or like I would lose my voice for weeks <laughs> trying to imitate him. So I kind of want to talk though about something else. So I've been thinking just randomly lately about moments. Have you ever listened to a, a group or a band or whatever and they'll have like one song that is a bit distinct from their others but it will sound exactly like a band that comes later after them. Because I've been noticing this a lot lately, and it's always been a thing, but I just kind of want to, like, talk about it. Like, for example, I was listening to TV on the radio, which is, like, a pretty, you know, that band got pretty big in, like, the 90s, and they have a song called I Was a Lover, which is really good, but when it was playing, it sounded so much like Bonnie Vare's recent music to the point where I like thought that I had accidentally shuffled 
onto new Bon Iver music. And like, or another example of that is like, My Morning Jacket has a song named Magita, and that song also sounds like very, very Fleet Foxes. Or like, even the Beatles, they have that song, She's So Heavy. It's like, I want you slash she's so heavy. And like that song alone is said to have created like a lot of elements that later became like commonplace in the entire like black metal, like Scandinavian metal genre. And it's just an interesting thing. And I wonder like, I don't know, I I can't help but feel like Bonnie Vare must have heard that song and been like, this sound is amazing. I'm going to make this my own. And sometimes I wonder the same about like Fleet Foxes and that one specific song And I know that it's more complicated than that. And there's so much that goes into creative development. But have you ever experienced that? Like, it's kind of fascinating because sometimes the songs sound identical to the bands that come later. Yeah, I would say like, especially in hip hop, that happens a lot. Only because hip hop was like birthed on kind of just like using samples and sampling other things. So I would say like, to me, that feels very common to use the same mechanics as someone else. And I almost like expect artists to do it because it's almost like paying homage, but. Yeah. Yeah, I would say like, I can't think of any examples off the top of my head, but I mean, that's the that's the essence of hip hop is taking something and making it your own. But do you feel like when it happens in hip hop, it's generally like one kind of askew outlier piece by a band? Because that's what's interesting to me. Because, like, what I'm talking about is more, like, one specific song will sound exactly like it, whereas the rest of this band's, like, discography might not. That's why it's kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. And I think that's why the opportunity is there. Because, like, it's hard to rip off an entire sound of a band or a group, but it's easier to take, like, really direct inspiration from one song, I guess. Yeah, I I guess like yeah, I haven't really like thought about it that way, but yeah, I would say like it's probably a, a little bit more blatant in hip hop. <laughs> like it's a little more obvious what people are doing. So like even yeah, last yeah, night I was listening to like so T Pain and Little John. So if you keep up with like Instagram, like a lot of these older songwriters and producers are battling each other and battling meaning like just playing each other's records from the last like couple of decades. And I was listening to T-Pain and I was thinking about how he influenced like what music sounds like today, like entirely. Like you could pinpoint like T-Pain coming into the music industry and then the rest of hip hop and R&B like running with his sound. And I was thinking how influential that was. But like, yeah, I would say like in hip hop, it's just more blatant and people just take that style and just keep going with it, you know? Yeah. Same could be said about Kid Cudi. Like. Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon album like inspired so many people and so much of what you hear in like Travis Scott's music or some of these like newer like emo rap guys are just trying to remake that album essentially. Yeah, I agree. I feel like Kid Cudi was such a like new kind of hip hop. Like I I hadn't heard anything like that before him. Yeah. But maybe it did exist. Maybe there was like another hip hop artist who made one off song and like it sounded like that, you know? I just think it's cool. Like I don't, when I talk about it, I don't mean it in a way where I'm like shaming the bands that that take that sound. Cause I think a lot of them might not even realize that they did that or maybe they do, but they just don't want to say it understandably. 
But I think it's interesting because like we think a lot of times as bands or musicians, like holistically being influential, but it's so cool to realize that like sometimes it's just one song. Like you can make, I don't know, a hundred songs in your career, but like just one song that sounds kind of unique could be the beginning of an entire band just like basing that their sound off that one song which is so cool yeah yeah but anyone who's listening should i mean if you're if you're kind of familiar with the bands i mentioned i'll just repeat it in case you're interested so the songs i mentioned were tv on the radio's song i was a lover sounding a lot like bonnie bear and uh megita from my morning jacket sounding a ton like fleet foxes and beatles i want you she's so heavy just if you're if you know what black metal is like it said the ending of that song specifically is said to have like inspired that entire genre so it's kind of cool yeah gold sound (laughs) well we hope that despite the energy discrepancies you guys enjoy this feel free to look at the updated playlist to see songs by the artists we mentioned and as always if you have any questions comments, nitpicks, compliments, what have you, (laughs) Um, feel free to email goldsoundspod at gmail.com. And stay inside. Unless you want to go into the woods, like me, that's also safe. Just stay away from people. Right, Danny? (laughs) Uh, I don't know how safe the woods are. I don't know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) 